It's this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Toldos. Parshas Toldos, with its 106 psukim, focuses primarily and is the only parsha that does on the life of Yitzchak Avinu. We are told about the birth of the twins, Yaakov and Esav. We're told of the fact that Yitzchak, who wants to follow in his father's footsteps, and when there's a famine in the land, he is about to leave, and Hashem prevents him from so doing. Because he is, our rabbis tell us, the Ola Tamima, having been on the altar at the time of the Akedah, he is especially holy, having been designated as the offering, and therefore it is not proper for him to leave the holy land of Israel. So he stays in Eretz. Kina'an, in the part of what is today Aza, Gurar. And though there was a famine, Hashem blesses him with Me'ah She'orim, a hundredfold. Namely, that what normally should have been reaped in a year he received a hundredfold despite the fact that it was in not the most fertile part of the land and a year of famine. Wow! And the Torah tells us how the locals are all envious of Yitzchak. And what do they do? They stop up the wells that he needs as his basic lifeline for his flocks, they do this to cut their nose to spite their face. And this is a pattern of Jewish history that the Jew was invited and welcomed throughout Jewish history to establish a middle class. He becomes a little bit too successful for them. They become jealous. They pounce upon him, persecute him, and cause him move, to move on. The end of the parasha deals with the acquiring of the blessing by Yaakov, albeit in a rather surreptitious way. The father wants to bless Esav, mother wants Yaakov to get the blessing, and we know the rest is history. I'd like to show why do we need these 106 psukim. There are no such thing as Bible stories. So what basic lesson is this teaching us that has to be in our Constitution? And I'd like to suggest and quickly enumerate several concepts of Hashkocha Pratis which means literally divine providence as seen in Parshas 
told those. So Esav is called Red or Edom because of the red soup that he asks Yaakov for. And what is the occasion? Rashi tells us this is the day that Avram passed on. And for the Sudas Havra'a, as we today have a custom of having a bagel and a hard-boiled egg, that which is round, similarly, back in the days of the Avos, for a Sudas Havra'a, coming back from the cemetery, Yaakov had prepared lentils, which are round in size, and therefore communicating the Galgal HaChayim, the fact that life continues. Now, Rashi on that verse tells us that Avraham dies five years prior to his time. Namely, Yitzchak lives for 180, Avraham only lives for 175, and why does Avraham die five years before his designated time? That he shouldn't see his grandson Esav go letarbus Rahab off the derech, in a way that would give him heartache. Now, amazing. The Torah tells us what appears to be a very minor point, that Rivka Imenu carries her twins to full term. Vayimlu yomel loledes, she carries them to full term. Vineisomim bivitna, and behold, there were twins. Note, the rabbis point out, that in Parshas Vayeshev, where another set of twins are born to Tamar, in chapter 38, Pasuk 28, there the Torah says, Vayibolidita, and it was when she gave birth. And Rashi cites the Medrash over there, that Khan by Tamar Chaserim, she gave birth after seven months. Rivka gives birth full term, nine months. I ask you, what's the difference? But now, listen carefully. Had Rivka carried seven months, Avram would have died two months earlier. Take one step back and realize, wow, Hashkocha Pratis. It's all literally orchestrated from on high. Life is literally that game of inches. The Torah tells us that Yitzchak, Vahi Kizakain Yitzchak, when Yitzchak was older, Vatichheno Einov Meros. Yitzchak had become old, his eyes dimmed Meros from seeing. So the Medrash in Bereshis Rabbah, chapter 65, paragraph 10, says Meir Os from his having seen the Shekhinah at the Akedah. Meir Os from the angels seeing him at the Akedah. But the first opinion in the name of Rabbi Elizabeth ben Azariah is Meir Os that he shouldn't see. Yitzchak became blind that he shouldn't see, he shouldn't go out and see Esav acting inappropriately. Meir Os says the Orachayim HaKadosh, he became blind so that he'd be able to bless Yaakov as opposed to blessing Esau. Again, these subtle Hashgacha Pratis. Now, we go further. We're all familiar with the story. 
Yitzchak says to his son, get me food. And Yaakov brings the food to his father first. And then you're told in chapter 27, Pasuk 30. Now listen to this. It was as soon as Yitzchak had finished blessing Yaakov and you can hear it in the words Yaakov had and to quote Art Scroll Yaakov had scarcely left from the presence of Yitzchak his father listen to the golden words of the Rashbam Rashi's grandson on this verse and he says as follows this teaches us Nisim the miracles that happened to Yaakov had Esav only come one moment earlier Yaakov would not have received the brachos it's clear Hashkacha Pratis God is orchestrating. God is literally directing the entire operation. Now, we find, in addition, when Yitzchak says to his son, How is it that you came so quickly, my son? So, not knowing, or perhaps this giving away that it is Yaakov, what does he say? Kihikra. Hashem God has literally enabled this to happen. We're not going to talk now about why he uses Shem Hashem. That's a fascinating discussion in of itself. But let's focus on the word Hikra. Hashem has made it happen. He makes it sound as if it's a Mikra. My friends, I have to tell you, the Maharal says, and what does the word Mikra which literally means chance, mean rak me Hashem. It's only meaning it's directed, orchestrated from on high. And so, in last week's parasha, when Eliezer is by the well, how does he pray to God? Please, Hashem, make it happen. But make it happen as if it's a mikra. God works within the natural way, and it looks as if it's just coincidence. It just so happened. There's no such thing as coincidence. He is directing it. And so, note, in the second chapter of the book of Rus, we're told that they come back and literally she's penniless and the system works she's able to go into the fields and she's able to gather the gleanings which has fallen down and in the second chapter of Rus what do we read? Something nothing less than incredible she could have gone to any field in chapter 2 verse 3 literally and listen carefully her fate made her happen, it's, which is the way Art Scroll translates. In simple English, it just so happens. Stop! It just so happens. Do you know what's happening here? The entire history of the Jewish nation and indeed of the world, look what's focusing as a result of her going into Boaz's field and to not anybody else's field. That's going to lead to the marriage of Rus and Boaz, which is going to lead to David, Melech Yisrael, Chai Kayom, which is going to lead to the Moshiach, please God, Bimheira Biyameinu. All this, and it's called a Mikra, all this is by chance. 
And the answer is, this is Hashem directing. And that is the lesson that has to come out from Parshas Toldos. The Rambam, in the first of his 13 principles of faith. I believe with complete faith. That the Creator, blessed is His name. He literally creates and guides all the creatures. And He alone made, makes, and will make everything. He is in control. And I'd like to suggest the following. Number one, each and every one of us has experienced Hashkacha Pratis in our lives, whether it's in Shiduchim, whether it's in business, and very often it's the small things in life, but we realize it's more than coincidental. It's Hashem winking at us. And I'd like to suggest that these winks of Hashem and this orchestration that we're privileged to see in our life is a gift from God so that when the times are rough and we have trouble accepting it, we can realize it's all part of that bigger package which He is in control of. And a delicious way to understand it comes from the 23rd Psalm that we're all so familiar with where David HaMelech says, Shiftecha umishantecha literally your rod and your staff, Hey they what? Comfort me. And what may be compared? It may be compared to a shepherd that has a flock and one of the sheep is breaking away. He believes that it might see a spring of water and therefore it is going in that direction and all of a sudden he gets a whack on the back from the stick of the shepherd and the sheep has no clue why he got the patch. He doesn't know that a little bit beyond waiting near the well, near the spring of water, was the wolf. And it was the patch that saved his life. And we can appreciate the patch that oftentimes we think we're getting when we realize, Mishantecha, your support. In other words, we have both from Hashem. And when we get the supports from Him, that helps us appreciate the more challenging parts of life that also come from Him, which we believe ultimately are for our good. So the 106 psukim of Parshas Toldos teach us a very important lesson that before we get to the second book of the Torah, before we have the enumeration of the mitzvos which constitute our constitution, we need the book of Bereshis, we need Parshas Toldos to fortify us in our emunah, to fortify us in our belief, to fortify us in our recognition of His being in control. And thus, we can accept and do His mitzvos with greater sense of alacrity, with greater sense of determination, and indeed, with greater love. Shabbat Shalom, and a good Chodesh to all. J.M. in the A.M., my thanks to Rabbi Yudin.